One question which I commonly get asked by people beginning in perfumery is what is the difference between an accord and a perfume, and also a base for that matter? Now, on the face of it, the things seem quite similar. They're all just mixtures of different raw materials, so you could be forgiven for thinking that they're all just different parts of the same thing. Now, while they are all just mixtures of raw materials, there are some important differences between them, and knowing those differences will help you in your perfumery. So, if you're interested in learning all about the differences between perfumes, accords, and bases, then watch to the end of this video. This video is sponsored by Luxeterra, my online store where you can find all of the essential equipment for perfumery. Only good quality and good value for money products make the cut and I use almost all of the products myself when making perfumes for my brand. To browse the full range of products, visit www.lux-terra.co.uk or click the link in the description. Now the reason that I get asked this question so often probably stems from the way that I teach perfumery on my channel. And that's because in my model for learning perfumery, there are three core stages that you need to master. The first stage is learning your raw materials, the second one is building accords and bases, and the final stage is actually going to build your perfumes. Now, some people look at that and then they're confused at what is the actual difference between stage two and stage three, i.e. what's the difference between the accords and bases and the perfumes. Well, in order to uncover a bit more of the difference, why don't we start to come up with some definitions for what those things actually are? So an accord in perfumery is simply a combination of raw materials, it could be two or more, so it could be as simple or as complex as you like, that makes a certain smell that's more than the sum of its parts. So for example, if you were making an apple accord, you might use three or four raw materials for that, and each of those things individually don't necessarily smell like apple, they may be a little bit reminiscent of it, but the idea is when you put them together, it makes an accord because it gives you this kind of illusion of an apple. Now the thing about accords is that the proportions don't really matter too much. It's just the presence of these things in maybe some kind of rough proportion. That means that an accord is quite flexible because often you can substitute one thing for another thing or use different amounts of each thing and you still pretty much have the same or a similar accord. Now bases on the other hand are similar but a little bit different. When you make a base, you don't necessarily have to have an accord effect, i.e. when you make a base, it doesn't necessarily have to smell like more than the sum of its parts, but the key thing for a base is that the proportions are fixed. So how I like to think of it is a base is kind of like an accord which has been coined or pinned down to one specific formula. That means your bases are reproducible and because you've got it in one formula, you can go and make that time and time again to produce exactly the same smell. Now I say bases don't have to be accords, as in they don't have to give an accord effect, as in you could just put random stuff together and use that as a base. In most cases, the terms base and accord are synonymous, and that's because even though there is a slight technical difference, usually a base is based on an accord, or usually an accord can eventually be pinned down into a base. So if I were to say I've got an apple accord, um, I may be referring to one of my apple bases, but it's just easier sometimes to use those terms interchangeably. As long as you understand the difference, it just means you can go into a bit more detail and use the terms correctly when the situation calls for it. Now, on the other hand, what about perfumes? Well, I think the easiest way to think of a perfume is actually as the product, a perfume of what it is. And that's because when you think of a perfume, especially from the point of view as a consumer, it's something that smells nice, it's something that makes you smell nice, and it's something that ideally should last a reasonable amount of time and it should also project to kind of a reasonable distance. So that means other people should actually be able to smell it on you. You shouldn't only be able to smell it if you smell it up close. 
And with that definition, that pretty much already tells you exactly the difference between a perfume and an accord. And that's that in a perfume, you've really designed it not only to have the nice smells and it might be designed around a concept or a theme, but you've also got it so that it performs as you would expect. When you make an accord, it doesn't necessarily perform like a perfume. You may make an accord of bass notes, which lasts a long time, but it doesn't necessarily project out of your skin. On the other hand, going back to the apple accord, because often most of the things used in apple accords are top notes, that means if you go to make a generic apple accord, you'll likely find that it got a high impact, which means it's got a strong initial smell, but it quickly dies away, or a lot of the components will quickly die away, and that will mean that you couldn't really use it as a perfume because it would only last, say, half an hour or less on your skin. So then, one way you might like to think of it is that when you're creating accords and bases, you're really just honing in on a particular smell, almost as though you're trying to create a new raw material, which you may go and later use in another one of your perfumes. So for example, in the case of that apple accord, you're really just trying to create the smell of apples at this stage, you're not too worried about the performance factors. But later on, when you go to create a perfume, you're moving just from thinking about that specific smell to firstly, how does the smell of apples mix with the other smells that you wanna have in your composition? And also, how do you create a product which maybe has that apple smell and that will probably be a good top note, but how do you lead that in and you fade it nicely into mid notes and then bass notes all seamlessly and give a good experience to the customer. So just to recap with an example, the most recent perfume that I made here by Virtue of Sunbeams, well, this perfume is based around a mango accord as one of its key notes. So I've got here my mango accord and because it's been made into a formula with specific proportions, it's technically a mango base, yet mango accord, mango base, often you can use the terms interchangeably. Technically, it's a mango base, but it's also a subcategory of mango accord because it's still got the accord effect that gives you the smell of a mango when you smell it. If I open the bottle and smell it, it's a pretty reasonable impression of a mango. Now, obviously I wanted the mango to feature quite heavily in the scent of the perfume. However, when dosing the mango in the perfume, I had to be careful. And that's because just like the other example with the apple I was talking about, the mango is very much a top note. Most of the raw materials in the mango accord don't last very long and they have quite high impact. However, there are also a few raw materials in the accord which last quite a long time. So this makes it a bit more tricky, and this is where it goes from just making an accord to making a perfume. Because then when designing the perfume, I had to uh, think about some other things in order to use the mango accord correctly. That's because as much as I wanted to use a lot of the mango accord in the perfume, if I'd have used too much of it, then the whole perfume would have smelled really strongly of mango for the first few minutes, but then it quickly would have died down and completely changed its character. So by having not too much of the perfume being the mango accord, it meant that you get a nice hint of mango in the opening, and yet after that it blends quite nicely into the rest of the perfume without being this massive sudden change. The other thing is because there were still some bass notes in the mango accord, I also had to make sure that the other bass notes in the perfume made their own accord with those bass notes from the mango. In the sense that because I was already kind of forced to using the bass notes from the mango accord in the perfume, that meant that when choosing the other bass notes, I had to make sure that they all smelled nice together. Now, I didn't have to do it like this. For example, I could have, instead of using a mango base, I could have just taken the most important components from that base and use those directly in the perfume, in a sense, creating the accord in situ as opposed to beforehand and then adding it. Um, but that's another thing about 
making perfumes, the way you go and do that composition, whether you go and use bases and then add them together, or if you just build your accords directly in the perfume, that's all up to you. And that's all part of the skill of creating a perfume. And because there are so many of these different things to think about when creating a perfume, that's why I say generally it's best to learn about accords and bases before the perfumes. And that's because at least you get a good idea of how to do your trial blends and to actually make things that smell nice in a much simpler setting because when doing an accord, you're really just focusing on one thing and that is creating the smell. You may in some cases, especially as you get more advanced, start to think more and more about the performance of the accord, but at least it's a lot more of a simple problem. And then once you've got that down because you already understand half of what you're doing, then going to actually create your perfumes also becomes easier because then you've only got really the actual performance characteristics and the harmony between the different parts to worry about. Anyway, that's all I've got to say on the matter. I will stress that this is just my model for looking at things. This is the way that I use to understand it myself. Obviously there are different models for doing perfumery. So if you find a different way of thinking about things works for you, then obviously that's completely fine as well. Now, hopefully you enjoyed this video. Hopefully you learned something and hopefully it was helpful. Definitely like the video and subscribe because if you do that, then the new videos which I release about perfumery every single week will all come straight to your subscription feed in your YouTube. Anyway, that's it for this video. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next time with another video.